0: This is The Good List. I'm Tish Oxenreiter. The past few weekends, our family has been working in the backyard. I get this way every spring where I crave being outside. March through May is the best time of year in Central Texas weather-wise, I've always said. But I felt the pull even stronger this year because of, well, because of all this that we're going through. There's something really grounding, no pun intended, with tilling the soil, getting about as offline as you can get, and doing something that humans have done for millennia. So it was a fun excuse to chat with my friend Jackie Skemp, who's in Minnesota, about her thoughts on this, because she's feeling that pull towards her backyard garden as well, even though it's still much colder where she is. So here's that chat about why now is a really good time to start a garden, even if you're a total and complete beginner. Okay, Jackie, what is on your good list right now? Uh, You know, this week we started
1: the beginnings of our garden for this year. Okay. And I I just did a few seedlings. I pulled out all of my old seeds. I ordered some new ones and got the first round of, you know, little starters going. And Um, you're in
0: Minnesota, right?
1: mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. April for you is a season of seed starting then. Is that what I'm hearing you say? I'm a little late on it, but yes. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yes. I was going to say, it's already too late here in Texas to plant certain things. Like we already missed the lettuce season, for example. Oh, wow. Really? So like, yeah. Because it's too, it's too warm already. <laughs> too hot. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Wow. Anyway,
1: yeah. You know. No. Yeah. Here, um, I will likely have to acquire a few that have already started. And like a nursery, some nurseries here are doing pickup on, you know, curbside pickup for plants Mm -hmm. um, later in the season. But yeah, I still have a little bit of time to kind of get things through. So I planted tomatoes, which Mm. I know are a little bit late, but you know, they go so far into the growing season here that it's nice to have something later in the summer to enjoy.
0: Mm -hmm. This is, you know, I don't know what this is, but I have found myself just acting, I don't want to say differently because of the quarantine, but just I find myself drawn towards um kind of just calming forms of entertainment. And one of them weirdly enough, is gardening shows on YouTube, like I mean, where I just want to sit yeah. and watch people tell me what to do, like tell me what to plant, when, how to do square foot gardening, little hacks for I don't you know, doing it yeah. right or easily. And it's been really calming. There is something really therapeutic about gardening,
1: yeah. i I grew up gardening. Um, not necessarily vegetable gardening we did more flowers and other kinds of plants and fruit trees I grew up in California um, and so I had to really adjust when I moved here and it's I'm still learning a lot so I like to you know click into those calendars with you know the farmer's almanac or whatever they have ways you can tell them what zone you're in and they will tell you or remind you this is what you can start right now this is what you want to start prepping for Mm-hmm. um and i find it so helpful and yeah especially with how things are right now i'm anticipating yeah. just being home for the summer we're not you know we're not planning traveling this year we were gone for most of our summer last year and I remember that. yeah we did this big road trip and we were in california mm-hmm. for a really long time and we had already kind of discussed trying to stay home a little bit longer this summer and it just worked out that now we're going to be home all summer.
0: <laughs> right. So. Yeah, we are too. And, you know, we did have travel plans and as of now they're canceled. Mm. And that was my hesitation on doing much of a backyard garden because we've done that in the past where we kind of overdid it and then we have to leave. And so our yeah. neighbor, we have a neighbor who actually works at a farm. So he brings us uh, all sorts of plants. It's fantastic. Oh, wow. Um but we've had to tell him, like, just reach over and grab whatever you want. We have a stone wall that separates us, and it's only about three feet tall. This is an okay. old neighborhood. And we're like, just reach over and grab whatever you want, or just hop over, take, you know, some zucchini or tomato or whatever, because it's just going to fall on. and then get yeah. So, um, But, yeah, it's actually a really good. I, it's not a silver lining because this whole thing is just hard. But it's one yeah. of the bright things we can do right now, especially when outside time is so therapeutic and yet we're so limited as to where we can go. Yes. And, you
1: know, we, we lived for many years in apartments. um, Mm -hmm. And we also lived in duplexes. So we kind of had to adjust. I've done a lot of container gardening and we've lived in some places where we did have a little plot where we could tend a very small uh, raised garden bed. And now we have a significant amount of space. In our yard and we have a city lot but we still have a lot of, of space to work with and I just I love watching things grow and I now seems like the perfect time to plant something small and watch it grow and tend to it because there is something mm-hmm. so good about getting your hands in the dirt and getting on your knees and pulling weeds and having dirt under your nails um you know, watering the garden in the afternoon when the sun is starting to set and it's just yeah. so beautiful. Um, and I, I think that it's going to be a way of um, kind of bringing back ourselves to home during this time and to have something mm-hmm. to focus on here at home when we really might not be able to do anything
0: outside yeah. of our homes. It feels like such an antidote to everything else. You know, you open your Twitter feed and you just feel that immediate rush of, of cortisol mm. stress. Mm-hmm. And it feels like pulling weeds is the opposite of a Twitter feed, you know? <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, I something slow, something that's been happening forever. The seasons are are still coming regardless of what's yeah. happening elsewhere. And yeah, I, I think we're kind of hardwired to, to long for more of that slow pace And watching something grow is not exactly fast paced in a good way.
1: Right. Right. And I, you know, when, when all of this was kind of coming out and my husband teaches um, U.S. history. So we talk a lot about U.S. history and, 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 oh man, you know, to thinking about the victory gardens that people were doing, you know, growing and, and their, their intent was very different. There was a, a food shortage and they were trying to get people to grow their own food, um, But in some ways, I feel like this is a victory for us to be able to grow things in a time where so much of our social lives are going to be really dead (laughs) or or, or different, just very different, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so when everything is very screen-based, it'll be so
0: nice to have something that's right Mm -hmm. in front of you. I keep thinking about World War II so much, that and the Great Depression and what that generation did to survive compared to what we're being asked to do right now, you know, sit on the couch. Um, I think of that, I I posted this on Instagram a few weeks ago that the old Victory Garden slogan, or not just Victory Garden, but World War II slogan about use it up, wear it out, make it do or do without. And Mm -hmm. to me, that same spirit, this idea of starting a garden, not so much that like, we need you to grow your own tomatoes, because we won't have enough. But there's something about self-sustainability right now that just feels really life-giving and really comforting to know like i could do this if i had to right absolutely and i you know i realize it's a privilege to have a space to do that
1: in and not everybody has that but there are you know ways that people can grow even if they just have a little spot in front of their door or outside of their apartment complex Mm -hmm. um you know, there are ways that you can still kind of tend a garden of sorts, or even just like a house
0: plant that you kind of watch grow in your window. Right, right. It's That's very true. life-giving. Yeah, it really is. It's um, now more than ever. It's it's a really simple practice that we can do for really inexpensively. And um, yeah, we can easily reap the benefits mentally and emotionally. And I guess yeah. even socially for our families. Absolutely, I love like for the children.
1: It's so beautiful for them to, mm. you know, pick peas off of a vine or pull a carrot out of the dirt. Um, mm. My kids like to pick off the lettuces and the kale as well, and kind of mud- I, c- I can never get them to eat kale on right. my my dinner table, <laughs> but they'll right. gladly pull it out of
0: a garden bed. Yeah, it's funny. Like your kids are little, right? Like they are. Yeah, yeah. they're uh, seven, five, and three. Okay. Right. So mine are nine and up. And it's funny, like, we still talk with them about what we want to grow. And they pick all these things Mm. that they actually don't really love to eat, but they still just enjoy the process (laughs) of growing. It's like, come on, guys, (laughs) make this uh, (laughs) applicable here. I mean, they do, you know, we'll do strawberries or, you know, I have one kid that likes tomatoes, and those are easy to grow. So we'll do them. But I have this one kid who's just super, super picky. Yet he's the one that likes the garden the most. It's just funny. It's like, (sighs) just eat it. But you know,
1: yeah. I'll but take it's a it. process, right? I, I, I'm planting a rainbow chard. Mm. I don't eat it, right? <laughs> it looks so beautiful in garden beds that I'm yes. planting it. I mean, we'll, maybe we'll get accustomed to eating it, but I, I just love it because it's so gorgeous.
0: Right, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> I will look at all these gardens on YouTube and think that looks amazing, and yet we would have to give like ninety percent of that away because we would either just flat out not eat it, or that's way too much for our family. But it's a really cool yeah. idea.
1: <laughs> I know,
0: I know. I um, I follow a
1: gardener here in Minnesota, and she she has a really large plot, so she does a lot of early sewing. Um, I mean, you know, she has like covers over her beds, and she's sewing. Like weeks ago, she's been planting outside, even with snow out. Mm-hmm. And and I realized like I had to adjust my expectations for our own family, what we can do as well. Like we're not gonna have. Like, I don't have lights in my basement to start seeds right in February. That's just not where we're at. And I don't know if we would eat all of that and have the time to tend to mm-hmm. all of it. Um, mm-hmm. so I think just also understanding like maybe all you can grow is
0: a pot of tomatoes. If, that's know, right. That that's enough. That's right. And to me, that's a great example of partial solutions because I will watch some of these people. I, I there's this one guy. I I watched this video where he grows everything he eats. Literally, like he had this experiment for a year and he live out wow. off his backyard, and he did. And but it was like really thought out and really intense. And really, you know, he was very dedicated and he's a single guy, <laughs> you know, that to me is the key <laughs> you know, where it's different. Um, and so it's easy for those of us who are maybe, you know, at home with kids or we don't have a, like you said, we don't have a large space. Maybe we just have an apartment balcony to just throw in the towel and say, oh, well, lovely idea, but no, you know, not for me. Mm-hmm. Instead of just thinking mm-hmm. what's one pot of some crazy easy herb I can grow and, right. you know, just reap the benefits of that. If, if even if it's not for food, but just for the satisfaction of growing something,
1: yeah, it is. It's, yeah. a, it's such a good thing, and I, I'm curious to see how community gardens also
0: play out this summer.
1: Yes, you know. I, <laughs> yes, um, I hope I hope that there's still somebody tending them to them, but I I don't know how it's gonna uh-huh. pan out with all of these social distancing. So that will be yeah. interesting to see.
0: I've wondered that as well, um, where we used to live, there was a community garden, and, and then I know in places like New York, that's um, you know they heavily depend on community gardens, so I've wondered about that. Maybe if a mm. listener hearing this is part of one or has one in their neighborhood, they can tell us what that's been like, because I have wondered, you know, maybe there's some sort of schedule that can create where people can come one at a time or something. I think oh, it would yeah. be really great instead of just like tossing in the towel on the idea for a whole year.
1: I know, I know that yeah. would be just another tragedy on top of that.
0: <laughs> gosh, I know, I know. <laughs> it's funny how um, just the, I don't want to say it's like now our priorities are shifted, but it's almost like now we realize what our real priorities are, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh, this actually really matters where it maybe it didn't seem like it mattered that much, you know, just a few months ago. Right. You know, Jackie and I kind of tossed around the term victory garden in our chat, referencing the World War II mission a lot of families tasked themselves with. They had to plant gardens because there was literally a food shortage. And while that's not our case in this pandemic, at least not right now, there's something really sobering, sacred and real about digging in the dirt and planting something we can then feed our families with in a few months time. So I'm kind of inclined to call our little unimpressive by most standards backyard garden a victory garden. Because it's our way of claiming victory over this pandemic, that I won't have the last say that, Lord willing, we'll be thriving even better because of it. I've always loved cultivating a backyard garden, but this year it's even more symbolic. A little reminder that if you haven't yet, sign up for my free weekly email called Five Quick Things, where I share five things I either created or loved from the week. Go to fivequickthings.email to sign up, and you'll get the next weekly email that goes out on Friday mornings. Jackie's blog is at mexicandomesticgoddess.com, and she's on Instagram at Jackie skemp. I'm on Twitter at Tish and sometimes on Instagram at TishoxenRider. and you can also find a transcript and the show notes of this episode and all episodes at TheGoodListShow.com. I'm also going to add a few links to my favorite Gardening 101 YouTube channels that have really helped me out. So head to TheGoodListShow.com and look for episode 23 to check all of the stuff out. And don't forget to leave me a voicemail or send me a voice recording telling me one thing you're doing to stay sane during your quarantine and social distancing. Leave me a voicemail at 401-684-GOOD, which goes directly to voicemail, or simply record your voice and email the voice file to hi at com. Just state your name and where you're from and what's one thing helping you get through this right now. And we may feature it here on the show. Music for the show is by Kevin McLeod, and thanks as always to Caroline Tassell and Kyle Oxenwriter for their help, as well as my furry intern, Jenny. I'm Tish Oxenwriter, and I'll be back with you in just a few days. Thanks for listening to The Good List.